Hi, everyone. It's Christine, your fave. Don't tell Emily. But this episode was recorded while I was in Nigeria, five days after the Lekki Tollgate massacre. The tensions are high. Emotions are high. Emily and I had a great discussion about the state of affairs at the time. So if this episode or the subject matter is triggering to you, please make sure to take care of yourself. Turn it off. It was a really, really traumatic collective experience for all of us. So yeah, that's what this episode is about. So listen, enjoy, let us know what you think. Emily's going to talk to you guys at the end. And oh yeah, there might be some technical difficulties. We were working on two different time zones and a wonky internet connection. So please bear with us. Bye. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome to the In Progress podcast with Emily and Christine. How are you guys? It's been a long time. It definitely has been. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a minute. What's new, guys? Tell us, tell us. I'll listen. Same. I'm like, I put my ear to the mic like, yeah. Oh, wow. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yay for you. <laughs> um, you know, today we're bringing you um, kind of a special episode, um, but not necessarily special in a positive right. way, if you will. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of um, what we've seen recently, I think, over the last two weeks play out, particularly with Nigerians. Yeah. Um, in Nigeria. And across uh, the diaspora. Yeah. Everyone's, the diaspora. everyone's protesting, which I'm quite proud of that we're all coming together yeah. on like a global scale, which I wish yeah, was for something yeah. better, but. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh you know, yeah. it's, it's, Almost as though Black lives are constantly being threatened anywhere, even in places where, you know, Black people are the majority. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's so funny because I'm actually in Nigeria now. Interesting timing, but I'm here. I've been here for about three weeks now. And um, I just like really wanted, I mean, I came here obviously to see my boyfriend, but um, I was really looking forward to kind of an escape from everything that was going on in America because America has been so shitty. And then I come here and it was good. It's, I mean, obviously it's positive why I'm here, but um, no escape from this. I don't know. No escape from bad governance and um, bad politics and, it's just been, it's been a doozy. So I feel like us um, Nigerian Americans are, pro- are probably feeling quite caught in the middle mm-hmm. of two bad, <laughs> bad yeah. places, bad because, presidents. You know, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think if we're like, if we, if we're being real, I think a lot of um, Africans in the United States kind of distance themselves from some of the issues that Black Americans face, or Mm -hmm. not Black Americans, Black people in Mm -hmm. America face with this mentality of like, oh, like, it's them, it's not me, and no Mm -hmm. matter what, like, if I really wanted to, I could go back to my native country. Now it's like, can you? Yeah, newsflash, there are issues there too. Yeah, and say we have to least we have to face and reckon with them because right wherever you are. Yeah. We, I think we really, well, I think we really romanticize um, coming to Nigeria mm-hmm. particularly because like, particularly let's say coming to Lagos right. um, because it right. is a city. It's a big metropolitan area. It's filled with art. It's filled with music. It's filled with good food, beautiful restaurants, partying, right. nightlife. That's why people come here in December, mainly, mm-hmm. you know, to have fun. They come here to have fun. Let's not get it twisted. A lot of your families don't live in Lagos. You're coming to right. have fun. Your family lives <laughs> in Anambra. Your Dead family lives December. in Edo State. Your mm-hmm. family does not live here. So some of y'all be coming here. Y'all don't be seeing your grandmas for like. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's yeah. not another. That's another topic entirely. No, but, but like that's the truth. Yeah, we come here to party, so we've been yeah. romanticizing it, and I think um, this situation has probably, you know, put the or removed the wool from our eyes, so to speak. Right. Like it's not all rosy. It's not all circa. It's not all. What's that club you guys love going to? Um, DNA and. <laughs> And all those clubs that I I'd be passing by, <laughs> yeah, it's not all that. It's not yeah. all that. It's 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 real life, and these and people living here full time are going yeah, through the same stuff. That. Yeah, they're yeah. experiencing some crazy shit. So yeah. um, I think yeah. the same could be said, I guess, for the opposite. For I think this year was even more eye opening too for like Nigerians in Nigeria about America. Yeah. It's like, it's the same kind of conversation. Although this stuff has been happening here, of course, people have been experiencing it for, I mean, since the beginning of time because time. slavery, whatever. But, um, you know, I think this year in particular, because of COVID, everyone was forced to really look around them and say, do I actually want to live here? Am I just surviving or am I thriving? Thriving, yeah. Or am I being provided the tools I need to survive? Yes, yeah. obviously we work and we do our stuff too, but you need to live in a place with a system that actually wants you to do well. Do well. That's a big point. That's a huge point because I think that um, although America does not like Black people, it's mm-hmm. not built for us. Right. There are systems in place that we are able to, through resilience, of course, because we are resilient right. people, mm-hmm. but we are able to get somewhere. Right. And here in Nigeria, right. um, I'm that noticing exist. that there's, um, one, I'm really reckoning with my privilege and all of our mm-hmm. privilege if you're in a similar yeah situation to me but um we are very privileged and two the systems are nigerians deserve better systems they deserve way better and any nigerian person that you see outside of nigeria or any nigerian person you interact with here i just want everyone to look at them with a sense of um, reverence because Mm -hmm. they are doing the best they can considering what they have because it's not fair it's it really is fair. It's not fair. The things that I'm seeing is not fair. And then now I'm just like, wow, these business owners, these fashion designers, these artists, these singers, I respect them so much more because mm-hmm. this is not fair. You don't, you have to pay just to have 24 hours of light. Like you have to pay extra to have 24 just hours. The, not bare even, the bare minimum. minimum. The bare minimum. And then on top of that, if you even do well, you find mm-hmm. a way to do well for yourself. You put on certain clothes. You do your hair the way you can afford to do it, the way you like. You get in your right. car and you're facing other issues. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I, I totally agree with you. Although, you know, I've only visited Nigeria for weeks at a time and I mm-hmm. haven't actually lived there. One thing I recognize is, well, actually, I guess there are two main things. The first is that our parents have always told us about their experiences in Nigeria, though I think, you know, the issues with like the police and stuff have worsened yeah. over time. Over time, and yeah, so for sure. it was present, I'm sure, in our parents' day before they came to the US. But the way they talk about Nigeria is very different than the way they talk it, about what Nigeria looks like today. Today. And I think that's a big, that's a big, big thing to bring up because honestly, our parents some of our parents have lived in America longer than they lived in Nigeria. That's mm-hmm. one. And some of us are more abreast of what's going on here than our parents. Right. Because we're in, we're on the internet. We're on this, we're on that. We're interacting yeah, with people media. in Nigeria. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, they are not privy to some of the things that are currently happening. Right. Um, or the level of which they're happening. Yeah. The level of which they, they the happen, the frequency, the reasoning The they're not, yeah. they're not really, they live there. I mean, they're Nigerian, but honestly, to yeah. be real, like my parents have lived in America longer than they lived in Nigeria and they left Nigeria when they were super young. So right. what did they actually get to see to like, if you really, really think about it, what right. did they, they didn't work here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. It's, I, it's been very interesting, you know, to like, 
hear their stories of the past and stuff mm-hmm. and then hear more of their experiences now one mm-hmm. thing that always baffled me was how I don't want to say how common but kind of like how common the idea of being kidnapped was that kind of idea of like you know so-and-so was kidnapped or held for ransom or this mm-hmm. and that and I would always wonder like why is this so normal yeah. how is this normal Nigerians are very very strong people right very strong people to the point that kidnapping is just like yeah 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 yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Even and the the wow. bribery, the bribery. Yes. I know the bribery. Like we all have known about the bribery of the police from, from young. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you you don't come to Nigeria without witnessing that. And but it's right. normalized, so right. normalized. It's not even bad. At you know, it's bad, yeah. but to us, it's just like yeah, you give them money. Yeah, and yeah. I had to realize that one of the reasons why it's so big is that people aren't paid what they deserve and when you have people that are chronically underpaid Mm -hmm. they're not going it's not necessarily that they don't want to do the jobs obviously they still have to survive but it might be that they're doing things above and beyond that may not necessarily be in like a positive way right so if I know I can scam these folks or do and say xyz and get this money I'm gonna do it yep regardless of the fact that now I'm harming people or whatever, which kind of leads us into the idea of SARS today. Yeah, because they need to take care of their families. And that's why I was right. I was saying like Nigerians deserve better because yeah. you're um I think uh I think they there was some graphic that had the salary of a Nigerian policeman. Um, oh wow. And I'm trying to find it. But it's nothing. Let's just say that. It's really yeah. not anything. And um, they're getting paid nothing. So they are actually surviving. Like the same way like a server survives on tips sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. how they survive on bribe. Like they need that to take care of their kids. They need that to send their kids to school. Mm-hmm. It's bad, but Horrible. we're all complicit. You know, we're all complicit yeah. in it. We're giving them, the- I mean, we give it to them. No one complains. And like, and said, it's not like the government doesn't know. They know and they... Mm-hmm. These are in, I mean... I'm talking about in the airport this is happening in the airport you cannot even leave like hmm. Nigeria you can't leave like you can't leave the air imagine you just got you just got off the plane you already got your you have to have your money ready because you know you're going to need to use it to get out of the airport which is crazy which is crazy like imagine if you got to Las Vegas and you start you, you start having to give people dollars like $20 $20 to get your bags, 50 like that. You can just On top of what it. you already paid. You already paid to freaking get to Las Vegas. And then when you get to Las Vegas, you're giving people money. Hey, here's the, hey, hey, man, get, let me, let me get that 15 so I could get your bags off the conveyor belt. Like imagine. And in Nigeria, that's so normal. And we just don't even blink an eye. Like we just do it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It is. It it's really crazy. is. It's crazy. Like when you talk, um, when you talk it out, you start to realize how, how crazy it is. I, and, you know, as a child, you know, when you don't have to know these things, it's great. And then when, as an adult, when you have these realizations, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And that's it. You know, going to Nigeria as an adult with your <laughs> eyes actually open it's is a, a totally different, different experience than going a as a different kid. thing. And the thing is, don't get us wrong. Like, we love where we're from. Yeah. You and know, really this is it. just a piece of it. It's an important yeah. piece, but yeah. it's not the total picture of Nigeria. Yeah, it's definitely not all peaches and cream. Same way, the well, US. same way the U.S. is not peaches and cream yeah. at all. But um, it's not all peaches and cream here either. So don't yeah. get us wrong or don't misconstrue anything that we're saying on this episode. We're definitely very proud to be Nigerian. Yep. Um. Oh, I'm I'm prouder to be Nigerian than I am to be American. To be honest. <laughs> Honestly, be when people Canadian. ask me, it's like, "Oh, where are you from?" or something. Nigerian. It's still, even though I'm born and raised here, it's always like, "I'm Nigerian." I'm Nigerian. <laughs> like since we were little, I remember going through this book of um, like it's called I think the things we did in first grade or something. And for whatever reason, I had my brother, my older brother's book too. I still have this. I have mine and I have his. I don't know where my middle brother's book is. Um, but when he was young, you know, when you can't articulate things as well, right, as, as you can as you grow older, it was like, his favorite food is rice and taco sauce. Like, no, baby, it was stew, but I'm sure <laughs> the Catholic school we were at didn't understand. 
So it's just like, <laughs> ew, rice taco sauce. What? I remember when I was like, I think I was in, I don't know, was I in like, I don't know, I was in elementary school, but mm-hmm. I had a militant rant and like somebody had said something to me. I don't know what was wrong with me. Honestly, when I think back to my younger years, I was crazy. But <laughs> someone had said something to me. I think we were talking about like, somebody made fun of me for being African, I believe. And I was just wow. like, you're just upset because you don't know your culture <gasps> and you don't know where your, your family tree comes from. Wow. I am Nigerian. I am Igbo <laughs> at a freaking young age. And I'm just like, is that good? I don't know if that's good, but I did say <laughs> it. And I just, I, yeah, I've just always been proud to be Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. I, was I think mine kid. always came from like dressing. That's one thing. Yeah, my mom Emily, you were you were you were native down, like you had all the fits. And I'm grateful for that even more so now. Like to the point where my brothers and I were like always in matching natives. And so I distinctly remember there was some fashion shows. That was another thing. My mother will always put me in, in our little African fashion shows for the various associations they belong to. Yes, and check so out Emily's Instagram one. for some throwbacks if you Yeah, there you know the vibes. Like. Follow me. Kentucky yeah. score cloth. That's with a K. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I distinctly remember there was one and my homegirl Melissa, who was white um that I was in Catholic school with and we were in Girl Scouts together my mom had her dressed up too like we were both in the fashion show oh my god that is so so cute it's like it's kind of it's just been ingrained in me it's not you know I've never had to separate it I feel like if anything what I've had to do more than anything I think it's like code switching that but that's really more for not to say my blackness but you know like that that aspect of me when I'm with people I know or friends or kind of people who kind of know the vibes. Yeah. 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 And then there's the other aspects where it's like, Oh, ah, because I hate when people do that fake, like, Oh, Hey girl. It's already like, you already turned me off from the conversation. Don't do that. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. No, it's true. And the, the code switching thing is, is for people that are, I think it's, it's different because we have to code switch like three times. Right. So it's like, yeah. Because honestly and truly, we're African American, right? We're actually, I, I, and that's what I, I always, I'm like, we're African Americans in the truest form. We're actually African American. We're actually Black American. Nobody yeah. knows we're Nigerian if they don't ask no. us. Right. Like you, even if you ask me, still it probably won't resonate. Like I'm freaking Black. Like I'm yeah. a Black American, and I actually learned that it, it kind of click. Like if you asked me a year ago, I probably wouldn't say that. But like being here. I'm realizing like to them, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm American. Yep. Like I'm actually American to them. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You're Nigerian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But sis, yeah. you're actually American. Like, like, yeah. So it's like the code switch is like, you switch when you're with white people, you switch with your, yep. when you're with black people, you switch when, when you're with other African, African people, you switch yeah. when you're with your parents. Yeah. Home. That's another level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another level that's its own thing that's its own entity altogether. It so really it's like is. our struggle all of you immigrant kids if you're from other Ooh. countries not even just Af- um not even just nigeria but yeah other countries latin america wherever it's a it's a it's a bit of a it struggle is. and a situations lot. like this bring it all up right it all bubbles right. up so we're really going to get into sars so emily yeah. did you want to say anything just give us a brief Sure, sure. Um, and just so y'all know, um, I'm pulling this information that I'm about to read to you from the Wikipedia page. I was created as a result, I believe, of everything going on. There's been a lot of posts on social media as well. It's, it's been um, a great way to get informed. A lot of people have done like infographics mm-hmm. and post like, you know, I think you can post like what up 10, 10 pictures with one post, one single yeah. post. So you know, just reading through that and getting a better understanding of what's going on. So SARS, S-A-R-S, stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, which is a branch of the Nigerian police force that um, I believe started in 1992. Yeah, it's not, it's quite new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so the purpose of SARS um, was created 
to allow police to perform undercover operations against crimes associated with armed robbery, car snatching, kidnapping, cattle rustling, and crimes associated with firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is that SARS has actually committed several human rights violations. Yeah. Um, and instead of focusing on, you know, stopping people from committing these crimes, what they've done is tried to falsely criminalize people for just living their normal and regular lives. Yeah. Lives. Sorry. Yeah. So they're doing a lot of profiling, which is where the problem arises. Um, so they're profiling people for the way they look, um, mainly young boys or not young boys, it's, um, boys from like, you know, teenage years to even 40 um, yeah. people that look like they have a lot of money. If you're driving a particular car, if you have an iPhone, if you have a laptop in your car, if you have cash in your car, if you have dreads, if you have you earrings, have certain hairstyles, tattoos. And- um it's anything insane. yeah anything literally anything you look good you look nice you look educated or you don't you look like you're handling business or you don't you look like yeah. you have a job or you don't yeah <laughs> I mean the stories especially that have been coming out are so horrendous crazy. yeah like, horrendous I remember this woman said she was taking food to her sister who just had a baby and she was carrying the food and got stopped and got harassed Sarah started asking her, are you going to see your boyfriend? You know, why, why do you have a boyfriend? Why are you taking him food? All this random stuff. And it's like, first of all, none of this is any of your business. None of it is Second your of business. Second of all, she's trying to get to her sister who just gave birth. Yeah. It's literally just invading people's privacy. And then for women, I think they have like a prostitution angle. Right. Um, where did you get this money? Yeah. How did are you get you this prostitute? money? Are you a prostitute? You know, things like that. And there's been several stories that have come out. I think every Nigerian person probably knows someone that has been targeted harassed. or stopped or harassed or killed. or killed. I think everyone, I definitely, even, you know, dirty December, people come here yeah, have a good time and they get stopped. Yeah, I know a couple people have been arrested wow. you know, for no, you know, no good reason at all, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's the profiling has become a big issue and particularly the killing, um, the, yeah. the, the harming of people's bodies. Um, yeah. not just, you know, not just even killing them, but brutalizing them, torturing them, yeah. um, d- d- scarring them mentally. Mentally. Um, it's there's a lot of trauma. Yes. I think there's this website I don't know. I I, sh- I should have been more prepared, but I did come across this website that has, I'm going to look for it, but it's like a full website of testimonies um, wow. of people. It's just, you just scroll through it and people tell stories and there's some particularly bad mm-hmm. ones. Just, just the level of um, um, psychosis that some of these people must have to do some of the things that they've done to Nigerians who come here. It's a um, lot. It's a lot. Who come here and live here is just, re- yeah. it's ridiculous. So, um, yeah. 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 And so, like, just so, you know, you guys can really understand if you're totally unfamiliar with SARS. I mean, there's someone I watch on YouTube and follow on Instagram named Keton, Ketona mm-hmm. XO. Mm-hmm. She put up a story on YouTube where she was... I think she lived in Nigeria until she was seven and then came to the U.S. and has visited, of course, numerous times since she officially moved to the U.S. And she said at a certain point, she was in an Uber on her way to the market and she was going to meet somebody there. Um, And Star stopped them, stopped the Uber, forced her to get out and said she was impersonating an army officer because she happened to have on like army print hat. Yes. And of course, she tried to tell them no and they wouldn't listen. But she was also scared they're screaming and yelling at her. They're searching her stuff, see that she has money because she was going to the market and they take her in their vehicle and literally just start driving. Doesn't know where they're going. And it's like four or five men and just her yeah. screaming at her, carrying on. She had a caller from, from the market. They had to call a man. That's another part that I hear a lot where when, especially with women, even though men and women are getting raped and hurt and killed and whatever, but specifically when it comes to um, women, a lot of times 
they have to bring some kind of male relative male, or yeah. male friend to kind of what's called settle the officers, which is to essentially give them buy money, them. and they right. will take everything they can get. It's not little and still money. arrest you and extort yeah. you. Yeah, it's not little money. People are giving like they're taking people to ATMs, giving them millions yes. naira, wiping um, out their wiping accounts. their accounts out. Like this is happening to people. This has happened to people. And yeah. yes, there is an issue with internet fraud. Let's not let's be real. Yeah, we know what it is. Um, we know what it is. That four one nine scam. Four one nine. Those Yahoo boys. We know. <laughs> I'm not particular. This is controversial, but it is what it is, man. <laughs> It is what it is, but it is what it is, but it happens. And they're actually supposed to crack down on that, but they've taken that and ran with it. So literally everyone is a fraudster. Yeah. Sorry. Isn't that crazy? They're doing exactly what they were built to 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 combat. Yeah. Yeah. So Kitan's story is really, really, really good. Um, It's a good example of um, Mm -hmm. just her being someone, um, a little bit of privilege, yeah. Probably look nice, you know. Headed literally to the market, not breaking any rules, not breaking any rules. Had money, she had a lot of money with her because she was doing something for her business. Yeah. Um. So those are the, that alone. She it, she became it was a like she became a target. Yeah. She became a target, and she had a very traumatic situation. So if you guys get the chance, you should. That's a good watch example. You should watch her story, and uh, there's so on many, YouTube. On YouTube, just look that up. There's so many other stories that have been coming out. Yeah. Countless, countless. Like you can't count them. But type in SARS, Google it, and just come up to date. There Al Jazeera has some really good articles. Mm-hmm. Um, the Washington Post has a good one. Um, yeah. everyone is everyone is and this these complaints date date back years. Like this is not new. Yeah, this is this not this isn't new. Nigerians just got really fed up this time. So yeah. Um, yeah, so they decided to protest. Right, um, we'll move on to the actual the actual protests that have been gripping the Nigerian community. They yeah. did decide to protest. Um, Nigeria turned sixty this month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe on the first was, day of the month on the first day of October, it, it turned sixty. And usually, if it wasn't for COVID, we would all have parties because Nigeria Independence Day in America is the turn up of the year. <laughs> but for some reason you know this year it was covid there was no parties but i feel like that was very apt and fitting because there's really i mean there's really no reason to party but um there really isn't there isn't i've re- i've realized that like i understand why people in nigeria always look at us like why are you guys so excited yeah um, <laughs> i've thought about that too i really get it now but anyways yeah so nigeria turned 60 there's been a lot of active activism brewing in the streets and um, it really came to a head, and people began to protest against the um, against SARS and their brutality yeah. and the way they've been treating the Nigerian citizens, um, and not just their behavior, but also people are protesting for better training, better payment right. for them. There's a whole host of demands. Um, we yeah. have the demands. They're the five or five demands. Yeah, um, um, Emily, do you want to? Read I have them. About? Okay. Yeah. So the five demands were number one, immediately release um, all arrested protesters. Because keep in mind, the protesters were peacefully protesting. Like, as in, we've watched them peacefully protest for two weeks straight. We were praising God, praying, singing. Each day. Even like, it's so hard sometimes to say this, but even, you know, seeing the beauty in the protest and that people were like arranging themselves oh, in, it was in certain gorgeous. ways. And, like, it was gorgeous. Taking pic- like it was oh. a, a very interesting experience to watch from here for me. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, nothing in me like it. It was just all peaceful. Right. Because people were gathered together with a certain goal in mind. Yeah. And as someone that, that was, that, yeah, I was here from the beginning and it was always peaceful there. Yeah. I never once felt unsafe here. Um, I wasn't protesting because I just don't feel that I can navigate <laughs> protest in no, another country. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to really badly, but you yeah. know, safety <laughs> first, I guess. So um, yeah, it wasn't, I never once felt unsafe here. They, they blocked the lucky toll gate and other toll gates and, um, populated other areas around Lagos and it was always peaceful never and nothing ever happened before um that you know that fateful night everything yeah. was always peaceful 
Yeah. And it's before I continue on with the other yeah. four, I just wanted to say that it's interesting because, you know, it's it's very different in that in the U.S., whenever police brutality is um, protested against or if there's any kind of protest mm-hmm. around, you know, preventing racism and discrimination, et cetera, people always come out like in you know, white supremacists and stuff, just very odd, like, in support of, you know, like, racism or, like, that's not brutality. He shouldn't have, you know, like, all this random stuff. So, and it's just always weird to me because it's just, like, people in the U.S., unfortunately, are so free to hate to the point that they have gatherings where they express their hate of other groups of people. Mm -hmm. That's not the case at all with SARS. There's nothing you can do to support them. But at the same time, it was very interesting that even with that, you'll see from, from here that people still want, they don't not want police. They want them to be compensated properly and they want them to be trained, trained properly, properly. They can offer proper care to people. Period. Um, and so, yes, let me continue with the rest of the demand. Mm-hmm. So number two, justice for all deceased victims of police brutality and appropriate compensation for their families. Number three, setting up an independent body to oversee the investigation and prosecution of all reports of police misconduct within 10 days. Number four, in line with the new police act, psychological evaluation and retraining to be confirmed by an independent body of all disbanded SARS officers before they can be redeployed. And number five, Increase police salary salary so that they can adequately, so that, sorry, they are adequately compensated for protecting lives and property of citizens. Signed, the Nigerian youth. Yep. Um, These are not demands. demands. No, not hard at all. Very simple. Everyone was on the same page. Um, Here, they really wanted to tag a leader. Um, that, yes. that was one of the main concerns of the government and other um, c- critics. They're like, who is the leader? They wanted one leader to come out and be like, me, it is I you should kill. But nobody was coming out. <laughs> Celebrities were all working together. People were working together. People on Twitter yeah. working together. Um, particularly the Feminist Coalition is a one big Yeah, group. I was going to say the Feminist um, Coalition. Yeah. There's also another group to donate to. Yes, way. if you want to donate, Feminist Coalition and um, there was FK Abdu, Abudu, I think that's how you pronounce her name, but on Twitter, she's mm-hmm. very big in, org- she's a lawyer, big in or- oh, organizing. Yeah. Um, and there's another young lady that was big at, big in organizing. Um, so yeah, it was just a nice, good, wholesome protest movement, mm-hmm. activism at its finest all across the world. Everyone, all the Nigerians, down to Nigerians, wherever you could find Nigerians, everybody was participating. Yeah. Really nothing. In the U.S. U.S. Um, there were protests. New York, of course, Texas, all the uh, Nigerian hubs. Australia. Austria. Wow. Yeah, on the news here, they're showing us Australia. They went to the consulate in Australia. In London, they have. they are still protesting oh, yeah, to this day. In London, yeah. everybody's actually, honestly, yeah, a lot of people are, a lot of states are still protesting, but not everywhere you can find Nigerians, even this one wrestler in Japan is protesting. Wow. Like everyone has been protesting. So it's been largely peaceful. Um, and it's gotten a lot of international coverage. Like I said, Al Jazeera, yeah. everybody's covering it. Amnesty International is asking for people to look into everything. But yeah. honestly, everything came to a head. The, <laughs> the protest lasted for two weeks. You know, yes. very peaceful, as we've been saying. And everything came to a head um, on Tuesday of this week where there was a um, inc- an incident at the Lucky Toll Gate, where the, which was ground zero yeah. um, protests. And um, innocent protesters were killed. Yep. Um, it seems to be they were killed by the Nigerian military. Yeah. Um, for some reason, there's a lot of speculation about that. But um, yeah. I think it was it was such a it was so hard I literally was at Walmart and I look wow. at my phone and it was just like chaos yeah. so DJ switch a Nigerian DJ started showing live essentially um the government just out of the blue was just like um there's a curfew in yep. a few hours everybody needs to be inside for the next 24 hours and 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 it's just like how can you tell somebody that at noon 
<laughs> today at noon Girl. was telling them that they need to be inside by what four, right? It was mayhem here. Like literally Mama Day's house is like, mm-hmm. we were trying to get there and it took what would have been a minute to turn into his neighborhood took us 15 minutes. Wow. Because it was cha- like chaos. Everyone was trying to get food. We right. didn't even get the chance to get food, but it was chaos. I had never, I was like, shit, something is about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Something is going and to so, happen. That's so, so crazy to imagine the chaos. Similarly to how people fled and went and got all the toilet paper and all those stuff, you know, when here. we got locked down. Right. In even America. though the stores were still going to be open. Yeah. Yeah. 10 no stores open no stores open and nothing open nothing Nothing. open yeah so literally people you know still gathered at the lucky toll gates to protest and the lights were turned out on them there's a large billboard um if you ever cross the lucky toll gate there's a big billboard it's beautiful i saw it and i was so i was like wow nigeria nigeria Hey, I was proud. I was like, you go Nigeria yes. with your toll gate, with your big billboard, um, playing music <laughs> videos and everything. I was like, wow, this is amazing. They turned, they never turned that thing off. According to people that live here, it's never off. They turned it off. It was wow. pitch black. Those p- p- protesters were in pitch black darkness at the toll gate. Wow. Yep. And then the army came up and started shooting and not shooting, shooting up and over them, shooting into, into the, the crowd, crowd of protesters and surrounded them. And killed some. Killed some. And injured many. Yes. Until this day, it's now, what's today? It's Sunday. Sunday. So we don't know. 10, 25, 2025. 2020. We don't know how many people were actually killed. Right. We don't know who was killed. The right. The government is really not trying to say anyone was killed. They're really not yep. even trying to say the army was there, even though there's articles online that have already, did. first of all, we all watched yeah. it. We watched yeah, I was going to say on, on live, you could see. Yeah. Yeah. Pictures show who was there and who had guns. Yep, we watched <laughs> and it. Crazy. It was just it's, so crazy because you saw people and all they said, like DJ Switch especially, I, and I'm going to speak about her in particular mm-hmm. because she was one of the first people who put this on live as it was happening. Um, and they were like, we obviously were all peaceful. All we had are our Nigerian flags. And they sat on the ground and they put their flags above their head and so the image that you've seen since that day is a Nigerian flag covered Bloodied. In that is an image that I will never forget. Me neither. I'll never forget that. I never thought, oh my God, I don't think I would, I don't think I would ever imagine to see something like that. Me neither. Mm-hmm. It was very hard for me because Dramatic. you had people that died while they were gathered fighting for their lives. And let me tell you, today... I passed the toll the toll road. That mm. they scrubbed that joint. They scrubbed really? that joint. Girl, they scrubbed that joint clean. They try to make it seem like nothing happened over nothing. there. Wow. They scrubbed that joint. There's nothing. Do you there's some broken glass and obviously things are broken and the mm-hmm. you can see where it was burned. They're trying to put those wires back together, honey. So wow. Girl, they trying to scrub. They and the thing is, if the Nigerian government worked this fast to get people what they needed. Guess what? None of this would be an issue for anyone. None. No problems at all. No wahala at all. No problems. Nobody was having no, no problems. It really is not a lot to add. They weren't asking for a lot. And the protest, um, again, largely peaceful. No issues until the night where, you know, the, the um, people were killed. Um, yeah. And after that, everything <laughs> went to shit. Like literally, literally, I mean, literally everything went to shit. Even here, you could just sense the shift. Obviously, people were livid. Live, I've never seen every my whole timeline. Mind you, my timeline is Nigerian people and American people. Um, all my timelines on all social media was filled with anger. Yeah, anger from people in America, from wherever there's a Nigerian, people were angry. Yes. Yeah, and I remember even you know that night I came home and I was with my parents and they're pissed like, bro, what? And and of course saddened and it's just like it, like why are we here? How and I know here? like one thing my mom is just was saying was like why isn't this out there more? You know, mm-hmm. France and stuff happens in France and it happens at cathedrals and 
the whole world is like, let's make a GoFundMe. And the, you know, and the thing cathedral. is, it's not necessarily people trying to call them like America or anything like that. Like you need to save us. It, that's not it. Because like we've been saying this whole time, Nigerians are very strong people. Whoa. The issue is there are organizations, peace organizations, organizations that should be able to charge the individuals that are responsible for all these issues with the crimes of committing these human rights violations. And I do believe they will. I, for some reason, believe yes, they do. will because well. it's going to take some time. And there's mm-hmm. the tension, the shift, the yeah. shift that I witnessed here is I can't compare it to anything I've never seen in my life wow. ever in my wow. life. I'm telling you, I was going to restaurants. I was, I was having fun yeah. before Tuesday. Like mm. literally life was normal. And it's like, again, my privilege was called into question because I'm like, what the fuck yeah. am I having fun for? Yeah. Like, I haven't even posted. Like, I don't think anyone knows I'm in Nigeria, to be honest. Like I posted yeah. once. And ever since then, when the protest stopped, I start posting. I stopped posting because I'm like, people are, people are literally fighting for me to have the right to come here and have right. fun because I'm a right. target too. So right. people are right. fighting for me and my friends and my family to come here and not be harassed. Right. And I'm here trying to jolly jolly. So I was just trying to st- low, stay low. No, I feel you. Yeah, I was really trying to stay low. But honestly, the, the, the mood shift on Tuesday after the um, the shooting, they, Nigerians it, in Nigeria, in Lagos, well, all across Nigeria, everything yeah. went to shit. Every state, almost everybody just, just started going crazy. Everything wow. was looted, burnt to the ground, burnt to a crisp. The toll gate was yeah. burnt. Everything just got burnt down. Um, people took things, looted shops, any any ATM that you can find in the fi- in, within the Lucky area. A lot of them are off out. Wow, girl, we drove around. We couldn't find an ATM for the life of us. Wow, we had to drive to Victoria to Victoria Island side to find a, a working ATM. All the ATMs are broken. Wow, not even just broken, but out of the whatever yeah, the little thing. Like- gone out of there pulled out and it's just like people just want safety they They want want peace they want peace and they want jobs they want peace they want jobs they want to be able to take care of their family the way we can enjoy a cute little date night in america i mean yeah can you imagine after this now this had to be what thursday friday Mm. now apparently um i don't know if it was the governor of lagos or who whoever mm-hmm. was hoarding the supplies oh, that was supposed to be given hmm. to citizens That's because of COVID-19. One. That's hoarding one. them the hoarding in some kind of warehouse. is all over Nigeria. Now they found... I think at least five, six warehouses across the Wow. Oh, girl, that's the news right now. That's the news I right mean, now. I mean, we're talking warehouses full ceiling, of food. To the ceiling filled with food. And people food. have found them. And, they, and it's making people angrier and angrier. And that's the problem. Like, okay, they were angry about what happened. Right. Then the president speaks finally after two weeks. He yes. finally speaks. He disregards everything that has happened. Doesn't mention he, it. Doesn't mention it. Makes it seem, makes everyone feel like they're crazy. This right. speech was like 10 minutes Gaslighting. Long gas lit the shit out of all of us everybody was looking at the tv like huh like i remember i heard snippets and i was like wait this man did not acknowledge the fact that even if you're gonna deny that you ordered the military to show up there and shoot people just like the governor of lagos has denied it right Mm. um even if you're gonna do do something like that you need to at least acknowledge the fact that your citizens were killed no, the people you're responsible for. Mind you, he even said to Joe Biden and everybody else, to foreign, he said to foreign um, entities, like, just basically mind your business and get the facts wow. straight. That's what he said in his speech. And I'm just like, this guy is not serious. This guy I is mean, not serious. Took a, took a a page out of his own playbook from the past. Girl. Because his background is in the it's military not, it's, it's not and good I feel like either. he also took one out of trump's playbook too big time that's his friend so they be, he i think him and the other i forgot what other african country if it's kenya but only two african leaders have met with donald trump and he's one of them wow. so maybe he thinks trump is cool i don't yeah. know but after that speech um they the unrest largely stopped in lagos mm-hmm. but it's still going on in other places they're still looting in other states 
Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, remember that we just they just got out of COVID-19 lockdown. Right. Luckily, Nigeria wasn't as heavily hit. Well, no one was as heavily hit as America because we're yeah. stupid. So yes. um, here they just got out of lockdown. They're trying to recuperate financially. People yeah. have really starved because they couldn't yes. work. They didn't let anyone go to work. They had to stay in the house. So um, they needed food. They need money. They're trying to get things back on in order. And then this happens. So people are just angry. Um, they're still looting. In Lagos, yeah. it's okay. We're on curfew still, um, but we have to be in. Today, we had to be in the house by 6. Um, I think they lifted and it. What time and, is it for y'all now? 8? Yeah, today. Right now, it's 8.35 here. So it's um, 335 here. <laughs> yeah, big time difference. Yeah. But yeah, they, there's curfew. When you go outside, you see the remnants of everything. Mm. Um, you can tell people are trying to get back to normal, but this is just in Lagos. Other states are still wow. actively going through looting and and um the sad part is it's still being characterized as SARS protest, and this is right. not SARS protest at all. This is just right. angry. They're angry and they're hungry. People are fed up. They're fed up with this with this bullshit. So yeah. the same way in America, we're fed up. And I'm sure there's many. Well, anyway, we had our own looting situations in America. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, people <laughs> get to the point where it yeah. was just like, y'all are not going to keep acting like we're crazy because you're racist. You're racist. And, and you COVID. have total disregard for our lives. Yep. So on, on both fronts, first of all, you don't want to make us wear a mask. You don't want to yeah. do anything to contain the COVID. And secondly, you're killing right, them. Right. So everyone was angry. And that's generally the sentiment here. People are just upset and people are really disappointed. I think. And the thing over. is, when you're in a place where you can't freely be angry, yeah. it's very hard. It's and so the thing sad. is, with again, because people's lives are still threatened. So now it's not like you can really go. And it's like, it's a very. Nigeria and I think a lot of places in Africa kind of because of the culture I think it's very hard to be expressive right so your boss makes you angry and they're not treating you like they should treat an employee but then it's like okay boom now there's a respect factor people bring in stuff even though you respect respect people you work with but now it's like a respect your elder yeah and all this weird weird stuff gets mixed into the relationship which makes it that much harder and that's happening here on a national level because they're calling okay so it's the protest of the youth so when they say youth people from like 19 to 40 yeah um, which is a large gap i know it's really weird (laughs) And then they're the because everyone in power is like freaking 85, like the president right. is like 80 something. So it's like they're calling, he's like, I'm the father, like they're, I'm the father of the nation and you're my children. We're not your kids. Paternalistic nonsense. It's so disgusting. Like we're not, you're actually work for us, sir. Yes. Yeah. So, bruh, like all you guys work for us. Like no one, no one is kids here. It's yeah. youth, but it's not really youth youth it's not Um, children like small children so it's really infant and what's that word infantilizing or whatever yeah infantilizing yeah it's that it's a a lot of that going on because there's a big layer of respect um that goes into life here in nigeria so like you said people can't be as expressive right now there's no protest in lagos at all because Mm -hmm. obviously you know what happened Right. Just a couple of days ago. So I see that people in other countries are still carrying on the torch. And that yeah. is so amazing. And the people here are really thankful because they yeah. can't freely protest right now, even though you're yeah. supposed it is a democratic democratic nation, but yeah. uh not, not not after Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. hard. And the thing yeah. is, the other aspect I'm sure is you know, there are a lot of grassroots organizations that do good work. Yeah. Nigeria. The issue is that they're not in the mainstream because there's not the government isn't funding this kind of work or they can't get grants to do this work. In the US, even though there are obvious injustices, right? You have people that are trying to get those that have been jailed unfairly out. Yep. Have organizations that are set up even in the midst of the protest. There are like lawyers and groups set up to get people out of jail immediately. Yep. There are ways for people to get access to food and shelter and stuff like this. That infrastructure doesn't exist in the same way in Nigeria. It doesn't. And briefly, we had it in this NSARS protest because right. the Feminist Coalition and the um, FK. Let me let me. Yeah, there was search. another bank. I think a bank I donated to it. I'm blanking on the name now. 
I have to find it. But yeah, it was like Stars Wave or something. Yeah. Oh, anyway. yes, yes, yes. Send Wave, Send Wave. Send, yeah. yeah. So there was Send Wave. There was um, the the um, Feminist Coalition, FK Abudu, and I think this girl's name is Moschivious on Twitter. Yeah. They were both lawyers and they were helping to get protesters out of jail. They were coordinating. They coordinated a helpline for people to call. Yeah. Uh, they coordinated food. These people did things that Nigerian government ambulances, blood drives. ambulances, blood drives. Um, people were going to protest and eating good three square meals. Yes. That they may not. They have were taken care of. We got. You know what I'm saying. They One had of my friends' brothers had people donate to. I guess I think it's like some kind of relative maybe that has some kind of food service catering service mm-hmm. and it was funny because she actually sent me dj switches live wow when it was happening and i didn't know i was like what am i looking at wow. you know what i mean i'm like what is yeah. this but i didn't i don't i don't like the idea of seeing people get killed or die or whatever so i'm still very conscious just like we talked about with our social media episode you know about consuming those kind of images yes um especially now because it's very interesting and I don't know if you have this this same view, Christine, mm. but I feel like, you know, here, obviously, people put up images of people getting shot and killed and stuff, and I, I don't consume them. Mm. But in Nigeria, I tend to see a lot of more kind of pictures of, like, people being dead, like, that are oh, dead, yeah. like, serious injuries. Oh, yeah. And I feel like whenever... I, and again, I try to filter myself, but, you know, sometimes you don't know what you're about to see, mm-hmm. you know? And it's also weird because I feel like they're, it almost looks like the people are almost destitute and that's not really the case. It almost looks like anytime there's some kind of body or something or someone has been severely injured, it almost looks like they're just kind of laid out somewhere. Yeah, well, in Nigeria, they don't have the same... Yeah, I've noticed that they don't have the same sense. Even just following, like, Nigerian pages on Instagram, like, like, Instablog, you know, pick your poison. But, like, they don't... um, it's not the same, like they don't blur things out. It's just kind of yeah. like, boom, there it is. Just like, like brain. And the people always, it just always looks very like, it just looks like a gathering of bodies or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, not boom. in the hospital setting. It's not, right. It's just right. there. Just Bam. there. Boom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> <Like>, the <that> sounds. <laughs> but like, I don't real, even know. It's really weird to me. It's so scary. And this is, this, the carnage that has occurred this week, mm-hmm. the amount mm-hmm. of disgusting images that were, on yeah. the internet my god like it's just traumatic like you didn't even have to be there um and yeah. i can just only imagine being in some of these situations um yeah. that i've the people were freaked out so yeah. i can only imagine so yeah you're to i feel the same way about the the images and there's no trigger warning a lot of times yeah um it's just boom out there so people have died this week people have yeah lost their homes this week lost their whole businesses their whole and um their livelihoods they're they keep, people are still missing from the toll gate right no one knows who where some people are they're still trying to find certain That's people so hard yeah wow. but yeah like you were saying earlier i think we got a little sidetracked but there are some really there were some really good organizations on ground here trying yeah. to put things together and there isn't a big protest culture there isn't a lot right. of really good 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 um let me not even say that but there's not there's not a lot of new wave um um groups and organizations that we kind of see in america like black lives matter movement right right these kind of people that are really good at organizing and community organizing in large large scale we haven't seen it here in nigeria i don't think this government was ready for us right millennials i don't think they were ready for it they didn't realize Which is why they reacted so harshly. that's why they reacted like that a powered way. struggle now yes it's a power struggle because these people raise a lot of money yes they, they raised did a lot of money and they did a lot of things um this they changed like they will go down in history like they changed Nigeria and they probably made a big impact on West Africa or Africa in general yes seeing what happened um so the government wasn't ready they weren't prepared and the only thing they could think to do was shoot and kill people to stop which is crazy but that's I mean that's how you stop something right dead in its tracks yeah and I agree with you there's if you look at Africa as a whole right now there is so much going on oh my god Anglophone crisis in Cameroon Congo, yeah. Namibia, Zambia. Zimbabwe, 
Zambia. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. Cam- you said Cameroon. They said Ghana. Yeah, definitely Cameroon. Yeah, um, and then there's like a Mauritius is facing a crisis with the freaking um oil spill off the coast of it or yeah. something like that. It's just everything going. Everything. Wrong I mean, people are dying, getting killed, getting raped, getting tortured, getting South harassed. Africa, yeah. Sexually harassed. Yeah. Non-sexually harassed. Yeah. Like everything. Just so. People and the thing is, America has contributed to much of this by funding the governments that are harassing the people, or, you know, mining in Congo. Oh my God, for Congo? certain elements. Congo. Hmm. I can't Diamonds. even. I can't even. When I think about Congo, sometimes I randomly think about Congo, yeah. and I just wonder, like, is this is this is this is this life real? Yeah. Like I can't even that that's something I have. You know, some things you just block. Yes. Like it's like that's one of the things I'm just like, nah, I can't even go there. I can't even go there because the one day I went there, I was traumatized like that. I remember, you know, when you get into that wormhole and you start watching documentaries, reading articles, just like. They're making what? And this is even in makeup. This is in our phones. This Everything. Is in our like, I, I can't even help but participate. Like, I'm participating right now. Yeah. 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 It's disgusting. But it yeah, Africa's, Africa's on fire. Yeah. It's always been on fire. Like, and that's right. the thing, I think. And it'll move, this will move back into, like, what we kind of want to discuss in terms of, like, just influencers and right, the duality right. and being Nigerian and being American or being Nigerian and being from what's it, the UK or any other yeah. country. But um, the we, Africa, Africa as a whole has not changed a lot. Right. It's always been on fire. There's always something going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, because as Black people, we're so resilient. And particularly because right. as Nigerians, we're so resourceful. Um, the level of resourcefulness here that I'm mm-hmm. seeing on a daily basis, I can only... It's something I can only speak to God about. Because yeah. I can't explain the things that I'm seeing every day when I look outside. I just yeah. can't explain to you. Um, so the resourcefulness, the resilience, um, it forces us to not always have to look our privilege, um, the issues in our countries. We don't really have to look at them, discuss them. We just keep going. Like, we just keep going. We just and keep the thing on. is, resilience is a trauma response. It's a trauma response. It's as not much even as good. Praise it, right. Because if you were never put in a position... Just like, you know, victims of abuse or like kids that are kind of adultified because they had to start, you know, taking care of their siblings very early in life, stuff like that. Like, yeah, if you were never put in that position, you, you would have never, never have had to, to form right. those skills. But at the same time, because of those skills, people are really fighting back now more than ever before. Yeah. So it's a yeah. very it's a very weird occurrence, I guess. Yeah. And, and I mean, that happens a lot, right? People gain important skills because of something bad that has that happened, happened to them. Yeah. And, and with think, that, like, oh, sorry, go no, on. go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just about to say, one thing that came to my mind this week was this idea that greed stole Africa from Africans. Bruh. Like. And we're just struggling to try to get it back. Like, Get it back. It's a struggle. And then the, the, the white man's greed yeah, it, it was. It's been taught to us, right? It's and that's why you have to leaders, us. and, and that's, that's all have, they oh, know. The leaders, oh my God! If you think Donald Trump is horrible, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! The gross mismanagement of of people that's happening in this world, I just don't even think I can cope. Like I'm just yeah. so disgusted on both ends. I'm disgusted with America, clearly, because it's disgusting. Yes. And I'm disgusted with this country as well. I'm just disgusted. Like, I just need to flow in the middle of the ocean and just... I know. Start your own island. island. It, as it's long ridiculous. as mama is free, girl, I'll be there. Girl, you can come. Yeah. This shit is ridiculous. I'm like, what the fuck? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry. I don't even curse like that, but I'm just I'm just at a loss. I'm it's just a, at a loss. It's, yeah. It's disgusting. It's actually a lot. It's a lot. And, and I think... Um, even moving into that influencer conversation, I think one of yeah. the form of protest is for us to continue. We the, one reason Nigeria is great is because of all of us. Right. Every last Nigerian, we are the shit. Like I'm not even yeah. trying to say that because I'm Nigerian. <laughs> I come across Nigerian sometimes. I'm like, what am I doing with myself? Like, 
these people are crazy talented. Yeah. Every yeah. I don't think in every aspect in every aspect and we don't everything everywhere you turn why do you think there's so much attention on art music medicine history science everything try to find something that exists without finding a nigerian person you can't find anything in this world without finding a nigerian person you can't go finance banking everything anything that's cool anything you farming agriculture like everything anything you like anything you think is cool Come, come. Even if you us. don't immediately know, you is we're there. You were to dig in. <laughs> we're there. We're yeah. there. That's and I'm not even just saying that, but the, the how dare this government? How dare mm-hmm. they? How dare they? The sweat, the blood, sweat, and tears that people left this mm-hmm. country to go and be an ambassador for this. Yeah, they're they our parents look at what our parents have yes. done and built outside of this place and they still pump money into this place and fix the yes. roads for their villages and fix houses and and send people to school how yeah. dare they and i feel like the the biggest form of protest is for us to keep being us and keep on being ambassadors because the mm-hmm. only reason people come here yeah the only reason people come here to have fun the only reason people come and figure want no want to know what's up with this place is because of us yeah that's the only reason we are ambassadors. Every time people see us and see how cool we are and see how much fun we are and see how mm-hmm. smart we are and how, how nicely we dress and how great our music is, that's the only reason why they care about this place. They yeah. haven't been here. So I feel like the biggest form of protest is for us to keep being us and not let them stop us from being as creative and smart and, and amazing as we've always been. We can't, yeah. just because we've seen the worst of this country, we can't let it stop us from being who we are. And I don't think yeah. anyone should stop coming here because that's what they want. As long as they're yeah. safe, I think everyone should still come and still do what we've been doing. They cannot stop that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's just something that's been on my mind. I don't that's know, I'm getting point. kind of emotional because I'm just so, ang- I'm very angry and I apologize yeah. for ranting. But um, no, but no yeah. need to apologize. It's the truth. I'm so angry. It's very hard to watch you know, it's just like you said, this idea of people having to take care of things that they shouldn't have had to what take care of. Like, why would my parents be contributing to fix a When there's a government road, that exists. A government that exists. And where I am currently sitting, I know it's possible for them to make a road because there's roads out there. So there yes. should be roads everywhere, not just for people. And there are, are sects of the government that have been tasked with handling that. And where's the money? Your kids are in London enjoying. What's the budget? What's right. the, where's the budget? It's just ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. My cousin told me someone, one of these politicians' monthly salary was a million naira. Yes, of course, what? even more. What is that? Can you imagine? Can you just imagine? People are rich in this place, Emily. And there's people that don't even have a roof. The the like legitimately of, sleeping on the ground. The amount oh. It, the ground is even good. So I've seen people sleeping on 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 the beds of trucks over wow. the night. I've seen people sleeping in um those vehicles you used to scoop dirt. Yeah. I've seen people sleeping on yeah. top of um barriers that um those little wall barrier things. I've yeah. seen clothes hanging. Yeah, people sleep everywhere here. And mind you, I've never seen so many G wagons in my life. Ex- in my in America, you come across a G wagon, it's like a unicorn. Difference. Yeah, You're like ooh, yeah. here exactly the amount of G wagon and Porsche and this, I am I cannot believe like the just a very wide gap. It's wild, crazy here. Mm. It's crazy. This is Wakanda for real. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, and I just want everyone to understand that. And I just want us to keep going. It can be so much better because everything be. here is it black has to be now. It's going yeah. to be. This is black owned. Everything here is black this owned. Is. In America, we're like, oh, black owned. You got to go on Google and find a black yeah. owned. This is all black owned. All these yes. wagons, everything here has been manifested by black people, created by black people. Yeah. Everything is owned by black people. All these beautiful restaurants. I mean, there is, yeah. some, you know, there's other beautiful influence, restaurants. There is some Lebanese people and Chinese people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was going to say, there's stuff. definitely Chinatown in Nigeria. Which there is Chinatown. But there, a lot of the Chinese food in Nigeria bangs. I'm going to let y'all bangs, know that right the now. The Chinese rice Sorry. is, 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 is chef's kiss but yeah there's there's a lot of black majority of black owned business these ladies came out these market women this they they came out 
bright and early after the curfew yes. was lifted and they yeah. were making big bread. So yeah. it's just like, for me, I just, I don't know. This is just a long ramp, but I just want us to keep going. I don't want this to stop us. I don't want us yeah. to be discouraged. I want us to keep moving the culture, all the cultures that we're involved in. We're involved yeah. in everything cool. We are cool. We're Recognize in. that there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is. We're going to be okay. But and I wish we didn't have to struggle to get to it. Oh, anywhere, anywhere that we exist. I wish that we deserve. We, we didn't have, have to have fight struggle. for our life. Yeah, every place we have to fight. Every place. Every place. It's tiring. It's exhausting. You don't even know how to feel because you want to represent your your culture and pay homage to that, right? Mm. And at the same time, you're already drained because where you live, people that look like you are also getting killed yeah. and harassed. And so it's kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, Hey everyone, this is Emily. This wraps up part one of our series about the current state of affairs in Nigeria. Thank you so much for listening. In part two, we'll discuss the role of social media in the fight against SARS and police brutality. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on in Nigeria or ways to help, we have a few Instagram pages that you can check out. First is feminist.co, which is actually an organization of women started earlier this year um, that were fighting for the equality of women in Nigeria and really mobilized around ending SARS. Um, They did a lot of organizing, led a lot of efforts to help protesters as well. Um, And they've done great work. So check out their page. We would also like you to check out CNN Africa Uh, Recently, they actually created a short documentary about SARS in Nigeria and the Lekki Tollgate massacre that occurred on October 20th, 2020. So check them out to watch that video. It's very powerful. Uh, And lastly, uh, if you want to keep up with some of the more local updates here in the DMV, check out NSARS DMV. Thank you.